Yeah, would like to talk about Reza Hashem, uh, specifically the Alachas of when Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos. Uh, obviously, the, the regular dinim of Shabbos, the, the regular dinim of Rosh Hashanah. What I want to talk about specifically is when the two coincide, the points one has to bear in mind, the points one has to remember. So I left the obvious first point to start with is when it comes to the davening. Uh, even though when Yantif and Shabbos coincide, so the Tefillah becomes the Tefillah of Yantif, but it's important to remember to add the additions for Shabbos. Normally they may be in brackets or they may be smaller writing and someone tends to overlook them, and that's a big problem because if a person didn't mention Shabbos at all, so they might not be here to davening. And therefore, a person has to remember it's also Shabbos, and therefore, when we go to Batitinon Hashem Rekeinu, it's also Shabbos Islim Nuchah, besides for Hashem Azikar Nazer, sending at the end of the bracha, it's Makadish Shabbos Yisrael Vazmanim, or in this case, Makadish Shabbos Yisrael Yom Azikaran. And it's important to remember not to forget the additions of Shabbos, same thing in the Musaf, to remember the Musaf of Shabbos. Because, like I said, without that, a person might not be a tzitfilah. Now, the din is, as long as a person mentioned Shabbos one time, it's already enough if he's masked Shabbos. And therefore, if a person mentioned uh, Shabbos at the beginning of the bracha, and he forgot in the conclusion of the bracha or the other way around, he forgot in the beginning of the bracha, but when he finished the bracha, he finished the bracha, the Kaddish of Shabbos, so he's mentioned Shabbos, and if he's mentioned Shabbos, then at some stage, he's already Yetzir. If he forgot Shabbos altogether, then it's a much bigger shine what you might have to repeat the bracha. Okay, so that's the din of the Tefillah. Also, if you're already talking about Tefillah, so there's, it's brought in the, already from the Arizal, perhaps it's even sourced in the Zayar, and the importance of, uh, if a person is able to cry during the davening of Rosh Hashanah, it's a certain Kayach, which is Ma'ir Rachim in Shemayim, and is it mutter to cry on Shabbos? Because normally we say a person is not meant to cry on Shabbos, but when Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos, and therefore the tears are tears of, Chova or Dveikos or Yeres Hashem, whatever it's going to be, that's Mutzah and Shabbos as well. What about asking for private requests? Look, this is always a question, if one's allowed to ask for Bakashas and Shabbos, which we don't do, we don't say the Mokainu, we don't say a lot of the uh, other Tfilis which are raising private requests, such as the Yeratsim and Pekah the Sefer Torah, the Rebbeinah Shalom, or things like that. We don't say the Yeratsim by the Pekos Kainim on Shabbos. So even though Shabbos was in Yom Tif, we don't ask for private things. Another big question is that Rosh Hashanah is the person allowed to ask for private bakashas in Zanjman Esra. Or is it now that it's Shabbos, is he forbidden to do that? So there are different approaches, which Rabbi Kanievsky, Rabbi used to say, was that when there's a word in the Tefillah, which is already, a, so to speak, a remiss to that request, then a person can think about whatever he's asking for on that topic. So for example, when we say, on Shabbos as well. So then what do we mean by satisfies for your goodness? So we can think what we intend to include with Hashem's toy that he wants, we want to be satisfied with. Um, if we say, so then we want to think about that also. That there's that time uh, for being, being brought back to the base of Mikdash. Similarly, Abraham said that a person is allowed to ask for Bakashas of Ruchnis. And therefore, if a person is asking for Hatzlach in the Torah learning, in the ability to do mitzvahs, in the Yeres Hashem, whatever level of Ruchnis it's going to be, that's also something a person is allowed to ask for on Shabbos. And then he Shabbos. And then he Shabbos. And then he Shabbos. And of course, the Shabbos of Rosh Hashanah is no different. And that's what's going to go to the Tfilah. Obviously, the extra Tfilahs which we add on Shabbos, 
we had in Rosh Hashanah too. If it's the Mogin always after the Shabbos is married, if it's Yukon Purkan after the Torah reading, it has the same. Uh, the, the extra tefillahs which are added in Shabbos are added in Rosh Hashanah as well. Uh, but the extra tefillahs which are added in Rosh Hashanah, such as Avinu Malkeinu, we don't say in Shabbos. But the rest of the davening, including the piyotim, including all the other additions to the tefillah, we do say in Shabbos, obviously with the exception of Tekir Shefer. Um, why we don't feel the Shefer in Shabbos? So, already it's brought in the Gemara, that Chazal were worried that a person would carry the Shefer in a public space, someone would ride for them. And as important as Shefer is to our success in Rosh Hashanah, so nevertheless, that uh, Chazal saw Chil Shabbos as being a more serious problem, and therefore they were battle the schus of the Shefer from the entire Kali Israel, uh, so that people, even the one or two Yechidim, shouldn't be Nikshal and Chil Shabbos. Okay, so that's... Uh, Pretty, something, what is the person meant to do to replace the Shefer on Shabbos? We want that schos. So the question really is that the person should try extra, even more than normal to be in Nizar and all the Dilim of Shabbos. What the Mitzvah Saseh of Shabbos, the Mitzvah Slayta Saseh of Shabbos, because if that's the schos which outweighs the Kiyah Shefer, then we want to we want to maximize that schos for Rosh Hashanah. Um, that's the then of the Tavli. Now let's talk about uh, what's Nagaya to uh, in Shabbos was Rosh Hashanah, what's Nagaya to eating on Shabbos, the service of Shabbos. So the first important point to remember is that even though a lot of ladies have the minag to light candles on Yom Tov when it's already Yom Tov, but obviously this, when Yom Tov is together with Shabbos, uh, Shabbos is more important, Shukran Mechal Shabbos, and therefore the lady has to light candles before Shabbos and make the bracha, the Hadik Neshul Shabbos Rosh Hashanah. And uh, by doing that, she's going to cover Shabbos and Yom Tov. Uh, if the lady is going to make Shekhiyan when she lights the candles, then she has Kavana that this is Shekhiyan on the Yom Tov. Uh, now, there's two men hugging. The son there is to make Shekhiyan when they light the candles. The son there is to wait for the Kiddush, and they want to be Yetzir with the husband's Shekhiyan in the Kiddush. So if a lady wants to make Shekhiyan herself by lighting the candles, so then obviously when her husband makes Kiddush, she shouldn't have Kavana to be Yetzir again. She's already had the Shekhiyan. Is she allowed to answer Amen? The Shaykhan is in Kiddush, which was a big argument. And Shlomo Zalman writes, writes that one is allowed to answer Amen, it's not considered a hefsek, even though it's not a bracha she needs, but it's a part of the Kiddush which is being said, she's allowed to answer Amen. Um, the Kiddush is the same Kiddush by Yechudah of Shabbos, and then the Kiddush of Yom Tif with the Shabbos edition, and then afterwards Shaykhan. Okay, that's as far as the candles goes, and as far as uh, the Kiddush goes. Now, when it comes to lighting candles, because after Shabbos, which is the second night Yom Tif, second night of Shoshana, was going to have to light candles again, so it has to make sure that it has the ability to do that. Because sometimes in, in preparing the candles for lighting, involves melachos, which aren't mutter on Yom Tif necessarily either, and therefore one has to make sure that they have a way to light candles the second night, which is ready for them, that they don't have to, uh, so the candlesticks already have to, like melted wax inside, which someone has a problem taking out, or whatever the case might be. For those people who use oil, so the best thing to do is prepare an extra set of floating wicks, or, or whatever wicks you use, a second set beforehand. And that way, you don't have to, there's a problem of is preparing the wick on Yantif considered a problem of attacking. So if they all prepare before, it's better. For those people who use candles, so then it's better to have, if one does have enough cups, enough uh, holders, 
for the extra candles as well. And if not, the rest of make sure that they're not going to be over your story of Mamachik or whatever else is going to be by trying to remove the residue of the first candles in order to light the second. What about Havdalah? We're talk about that. Because if she's lighting... So if a person's using the narrow name and a little dusk which is stuck at the bottom, so for sure it's Moksa. When it has to run the head, so there is Tzarech Mokaymai. And therefore, not to tilt the Davarachet. Not to tilt the which means something else, not your hands, but use something else to take it out. Because that way you're not touching it directly, and it's a Tzarech Mokaymai. A spoon, or a screwdriver, or a spoon, or whatever it's going to be to take it out. Right, and we'll one's hands because it's definitely Moksa. Okay, so that's the denim of Lactic candles, and those have people who have leftover wax, what do they use to do on the... What do you mean leftover? In the cups, yeah, in the old days used to have cups and you have like a, a wax... So you have more cups, or you have a way to push, push a larger one candle in without smoothing out the wax or the, whatever's left behind. Could you cut it out and pry out? The, uh, if you, the question is how you're going to do it. There's no problem putting it out with the double rash, so it's going to smooth it. But the question is, that's going to smooth it or wrap it or whatever it is, or melt it, which might be problems. Break it and take it out. Yeah. Wax is in moksa and moksa because it can burn. Now, that's the dinner of, that's the dinner of the candles, that's the dinner of um, Kiddush. The simanim are the same on Shabbos together with the Yeratsans. As even the Yeratsans are requests, but Lemay says that's a request which is allowed to make on, on Shabbos, therefore one can say the same Yeratsans. And all the simanim they eat as normal. Um, two points to add on that. And there is these two uh, general halachic points which need to be spoken about by the Simonim, regardless of the fact that it's Shabbos. Number one is, the first night of Shoshonah, a person saying Sheikh Yan on Yamzaf. Very often, some of the Shimonim are going to be a Sheikh Yan or two. For those people who haven't had uh, pomegranate yet, so then the pomegranate is a Sheikh Yan. Those people are using fresh dates and they haven't had fresh dates yet this season, so the fresh dates should be a Sheikh Yan as well. When it comes to the first night, you're not meant to cover the fruits with the shechian of the Kiddush. Because really, it's not meant to be the same thing. There's one shechian in the Yom Tov, there's a second shechian in the fruit. And that's why Rosh Zaman used to suggest that a person either doesn't put the fruits on the table, I mean the shechian of fruits on the table until after Kiddush, or has specifically in mind on the first night that I'm not trying to be mighty the fruit. I'm just trying to be here to the Yom Tov. On the second night, because we have a suffix of what to do with the Yamtas, then I need a Shekhyanu as a backup. And then it has to be the other way around. Which means in the second night, when I'm, because I'm a Supuk, I have a good doubt if I can make Shekhyanu on the Yamtaf and I want to use the fruit. So because of that, then I have to have in mind specifically that I'm covering the fruit as well. And for that reason, the fruit has to be in front of me. So in the second night, I need a Shekhyanu fruit on the table to see it, to think about it, to say Shekhyanu on that fruit as well. On the first night, I don't want the Shekhyanu to cover the fruit, the Shekhyanu is on the Yamtaf. And therefore, I shouldn't have in mind the, the, those fruits which are Sheikh Yanu. Alternatively, I should take them off the table. Is it convenient to make a Sheikh If there are new fruits, you can make a Sheikh Yanu. But there's no special oh, Indian. No right, if you've had all the fruit before, then there's no reason to make another Sheikh Yanu. The issue is those fruits which need to be checked, which uh, then depends which money you have. But those people who have dates as a simon, for sure, dates need checking. Those people who have uh, Luf, which is leek as a simon, it also needs to be checked. Obviously, you have to check these things before Shabbos, so before Yom Tov. There's problems of burial, there's problems of or, uh, if something's alive, it could be being killed. And therefore, of course, part of the preparation for the Sudda is to have everything checked that people can eat without having to check them at the table. 
And number two, there's an Esther to fast until Chatzos and Shabbos. And therefore, everybody would agree that this year a person should eat before Musa. Because there's, there's nothing to be gained. You're not doing the Shabbat anyway. And number two, it's also to fast until Chatzos, and therefore, there's much more of a need or much more of a reason for a person to eat before Chatzos and Shabbos. Okay, that's the dilemma of... Now, people always think, that's probably the approach to this question too, if already we're eating, so let's make sure the out of it. Why don't we wash the washing bench and make sure the out of the Kiddush and then it makes it easier later. We already have a second meal. And the answer is you can't do that. Because it's brought up we got him that uh, it's true, uh, we don't have a shofar, and we still have to dive in Musaf. And Allah is a person that allowed to eat before Musaf, and a person that allowed to cover a soda before Musaf. And therefore, to have a piece of cake, a piece of cocoa, a drink, a coffee, whatever it's going to be, is fine. But to serve, wash and have a soda, then one can't do and therefore, so to, to make a, a, one of the Shabbos meals before we do a Musaf, that we should you know, we, we're not meant to do. But like I said, to have Kiddush and to eat something, to drink something, that's for sure not on Shabbos. Okay, that's as far as Shabbos, the Kiddush goes. Now the next point is, when it comes to the Siddhas of Shabbos, because like every Shabbos, we need three Siddhas. So we have to have two Siddhas in a day. Now, on Shoshana, gets very tricky because there isn't that much day. By the time you finish Musaf, until you have to have a Mincha, isn't that much time in between? Optimally, what we're done to do is uh, have the first Suda after Shah Musaf, and then Dabi Mincha, and have another Suda after Mincha. But that doesn't work. Because there's also a din that Matzah Shabbos is Yom Tov again. And the din that when, 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 when Arab Yom Tov, one shouldn't eat when you go from Shah series, which means uh, approximately three hours before. Uh, before the night time, so that they'll be able to eat the Yom Tov meal with an appetite. So they have a very late Shalash Shalash and Shabbos doesn't work, and uh, therefore to have Shalash Shalash as one normally does at the end of the day isn't an option. Uh, Shah series is 3.40 this year, which means that a person should, after Musaf, wash twice with, with, before, and at least start the second meal before 3.40. Just to start, no, yeah. To yeah, to start before Shah series. So how do you do that? That's not a lot of time. So, of course, there are, there are places that, because of that, they dive in earlier, and Shabbos that they can finish earlier. Unfortunately, here in the shul, for various reasons, we can't do that. But what I'd say is, is that a person needs to come home, wash, eat something as a first course or as a first meal, bench, then make a half sick, go for a walk, or go down for a few minutes, whatever it is that makes a half sick, and you can come back and wash a second time and have the second part of the meal. And that way a person can have two meals, which is the second meal, and shlishis within the time which is lechat khila. And again, it's not maybe the most lechat khila option because uh, the mice, uh, it's, it's uh, the eating two meals after between Musaf and Mincha, not shlishis after Mincha, but it isn't really time which is shown to the other way around. Like I said, it's better to eat earlier before Shah Siris, even before Mincha. And to eat after Mincha when it's already in Yishkir, and you have problems of running into second day Is it not a deception to, to eat one meal and stop part, part way, bench, learn something for a few minutes, and then go wash again? And just so the we're doing it because we need to make two meals. You just have to make enough of a gap. There's not a bracha You can't wash, bench, and wash again straight away. What are you bench for? So it has to make a certain gap. That's not considered uh, the same thing. To go outside, uh, 
those people who hold that they're allowed to have a nap on Shana, maybe take a 10 minute nap, or do something else which distracts, whatever it's going to be. It's not considered that you're just sitting at the table, having the bench, just waiting to wash again. That's not a half sec, it means we're still here. So, yeah, we should get up, go somewhere, go back, whatever it is, and we come. Dharmic is in the Shana, is too long. You're going to miss Shara series like that. Like we said, if, if, if things would be early, it would be an option, but. Uh, if you finish most of early enough that you can eat before that, then the milk and then the that would be the most of the Okay, so that's the dinner. That's the dinner of the service of Shabbos, and then again, whatever service Shabbos is service Shabbos, which means the person should have the food that they uh, else. The COVID Shabbos, the, the, and besides that, there's any end of having Surah's Yom Tov as well as the COVID Yom Tov. So then, um, and we have a Pasuk in Ezra, and after you finish davening, it says, Lechu ikhdo mashmani mashtub amtaki. The person is meant to have a proper Surah Rosh Hashanah, not just the Yetzirah and washing and benching. Do you eat the food that he normally eats on Shabbos, or food that he normally eats on Yom Tov? Whatever the person wants, it's no, no restriction. Um, it's enough. <laughs> it's up to you. It's not a, it's a halakha night. Okay, second night. Let's talk about the second night. So the first point again to remember in the davening is that you have to add a tadiyeno. A tadiyeno, that's, that's like a tachanantano, except it's a special nusach between Shabbos and Yantaf. And for a lady who's not davening married now, and she wants to start getting ready for the second night, she has to remember to say Baracham Abdul, like always, before she does anything of preparation for the second day. Um, now, when it comes to the lady lighting candles on the second day, so now the question is, when should the lady light? And what's the, why is it a question? Because that's just that she has to wait till after Shabbos, obviously, but that's the case. There's no t- time with when she has to light back. She can light early, she can light later. As long as she's lighting at, at some stage, it's okay. Which is why a lot of ladies want to wait until the hassle comes home to shul, from shul to light. And what's the spirit to do that? Because of the Shekhyana. Because the master, on the second night, we have a suffix if it's a new day or not a new day. And if, if there's a suffix, if a person should, should say Shekhyano or not. And because of that, so then we say Shekhyano, we have in mind a new fruit or a new item of clothing, whatever it is. Now, if the lady happens to be wearing a new outfit on the second night, so then she can say Shekhyano, have Kavana. Either to Yanta for us for my outfit. But if the lady is relying, relying on the fruits on the table for the Shekhyano, and she's lighting candles like an hour before, an hour and a half beforehand, when she can, and the sun is only going to be much later, it's very hard to connect the Shekhyano to something which is only going to eat a lot later. And that's why, like I said, because of the Shekhyano, a lot of ladies like just before Kiddush. And that way that they have in mind, we have to make Kiddush, and the Shekhyano fruits are already sitting there. Once again, the last ladies who say Shekhyano, the last ladies who dance the Shekhyano, and around the Kiddush Shekhyano, either if it's just before the meal, and they're going to have the fruit just after the wash, so either way around, that's good. The big problem on second night Yantav is they have a special Kiddush, as you know Yaktan has, Yain Kiddush, Ner Havdala, Shekhi Yantazman. Okay, so how do you do the Ner? Why is this a problem? It's a big problem, because it's a Din Nechaz Yantav, which isn't so well known, and that is even though a person is allowed to transfer a flame from one place to another place, from one candle to another candle, which is what everybody does, have a Yassad candle, which is burning, and they just use a flame from that to that the Yantav candles, which is fine. But the is that you can't light a nerishul batala, which means I can't light candles for nothing in Yantav. I can only light a candle if it's giving me some hana. 
So I'm either lighting it to cook with, or to heat up food, or to cook with for the light, then I'm getting a knot from it. But I'm just stumped to light candles, for the sake of lighting candles, is that's, that's doing a melacha nyata without a hetak. And that's why, the, for example, there's a big argument in the price game, if a person is allowed to light a yatat candle on yantaf, is that considered a national batala or not? But if that's the case, so now the question is, what's the deal of lighting a havdala candle so I can say the bracha bar Is that considered the nair which has its purpose? Is that considered a natural batana? Which case I'm allowed to light it. Um, the second problem is, and that is, I can't a fire, I can't extinguish a fire. So even if I'm going to light a havdala candle, I won't be able to put it out. So that's why a lot of places come with this brilliant idea, having these very, very small havdala candles which burn for two or three minutes, and then they go out by themselves. And if people think it's just a great idea, I'll lance it and I'll use it for the bracha, look at that. It's not so simple that I use that. Because if it's not if it's not giving me any hana, I'm not getting anything from it, so I'm not going to be natural batara. Alright, so that's why the other places can build it, that those little havdala candles are not a good idea. So what's the answer for havdala? So now this is going to go back to what we said before. The best answer, the best answer would be if the when the lady takes whatever candle she's using and puts it into the yatsad candle, to light her Shabbos or Yotel candles, so then you make the Baramarayesh. Because now I have two candles together, and they're both and it's for, to be used for and there that I need. I'm not lighting anything unnecessary for that. Why can't you just take two The other option, the other option would be to take two candles and hold them together. Yeah. And then also I have uh, Avoka. Um, even though those who have a problem with that, with that when I separate them, it's, it's the uh, kind of Muhammad learning is really the case. And it'd be another good option of how to make a nair which is not adding extra candles. So she should light candles during the time of Kiddush? Or just after. Right. So either just after. In other words, when you get to that stage of Kiddush where you light the candle, when you say Ash, so the one answer is that she puts the candle in now. Right. So after other amount of candles, they say Baramarayesh. Right. And then she'll hold the candle just while the husband finishes Kiddush. And then she'll use it to light the other candles after Kiddush. That's the one. <laughs> if daddy wants to light candles before Kiddush, then the other it is to hold two candles together, right. which only works obviously if wax candles, the one works with oil. Oh, so that's going back to the power of the Right. 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 So now the, so with the, what's the other option for Neronim? So the only other option would be that the, what you use to light the Neronim with, it has, so like I said, instead of using a match, use a candle. Because then mm-hmm. a candle has a tzarech, and it'll still be burning. So I can just hold it back to one of them to make a double flame, and then I can use it for, I can use it for Baramarayesh uh, as well. So I'll do it with you, but I put it into the Yotzeh candle, that's when you should make it. Or if you like ones that have already lit candles by then, as long as the candle's still burning, so it's fine. You know, as if I use a candle to transfer the flame from one to the other one. But, but, but she's lighting candles after Kiddush. If she's nothing after Kiddush, then that's fine. When I put the candle in the first right. time, right. that's good. If she wants to light candles before Kiddush, right. then with the candle she used to light the other ones with, she should leave it, light a long candle to use to light the other ones with, mm-hmm. the candle will still be burning. So I can just use that to connect to another one to make a double thing. Like I said, to light an extra candle, just five dollar, is not so much that it works. Do you use a, why can't you use a candle that she lit through? Actual candles? She lit through? Yeah, two. You need a yeah. So as I said, if you don't have candles, you can touch them to each other, and you have two. If you don't want oil, you can't do that. So you need a candle to to connect to it. So you're gonna have an avok. Right. That's the din of that's the din of the avdala, and the din of the din of um, the, the candles. Now, if a person forgets to make avdala, they say the regular kids for second adyantiv, and they forget to add the extra 
Avdala bracha or the narrow whatever it is. Bracha is if they remember later on in the meal. So if they have separately, take another course and make the bracha avdala on it. And so about the narrow. If they remember after they haven't done the narrow, that is the bracha later. Um, still not quite that. That's a din of um, second night yantif and the din of the avdala. The last thing, which is the get the shabbos to finish with this, is that that this year we only have one tikkun shayf, which is on the second day, and therefore for sure everyone agrees that the baltakeh has to make shachiyano on the shayf. Normally, when you have shayf on both days, then again the second day shachiyano is a question. But this year, when there's only one shayf, then there's nothing to talk about. For sure, on the second day the shayf is a shachiyano. It's the first time we're doing the mitzvah, and the only time we're doing the mitzvah with this year, and then for sure we can make a shachiyano on it. And that's the dilemma of specifically Rosh Hashanah, which is Negei Atah Shabbos. And uh, just one last little point, and that is that the 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 piyutim of the davening normally are we talk about the first day, are talking about the shofar, but uh, because the first day is Shabbos, and therefore we don't have a shofar, so that's why the the order of the piyutim gets reversed. Which means a lot of times the piyutim, which would normally say the first day, we say the second day, because we're talking about what we're going to do with the shofar. And then on Shabbos, we flip around and say the other piyutim, which aren't necessarily related to the shofar, on the first day instead. Um, that's a din. And like we said, is uh, even the Chazal and Metzaken, that when Shana falls on Shabbos, you don't have the shofar on the first day, but the Maestro is always going to be a second day. And therefore, we might not have the schos of the shofar by the Zoshoshana. But at least there'll never be a year where you don't have the schos of the shofar at all. Because it's the mashmaker also that the gzera, not to the shofar on the first day, was only after the institute of the second day for everybody. And that way there'll never be a situation where a year will go by when we don't have the schos of the shofar.